Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I've got a great show for you today. In today's show, I'm joined by my friend, Justin Frazier. Uh, we've got a lot to cover and talk about. I think you're going to really, really find this episode extremely, extremely valuable. Justin uh, is someone that I've met and become really good friends with. Uh, always enjoy our conversations and always find a lot of value from every interaction that we have. So I'm super excited to have him on. Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, MC. Very excited to be here and get on the show. Absolutely. Justin is a, a is an entrepreneur. He's a real estate investor. He's involved in many, many different projects for listeners and for um, viewers that not familiar with you and what you do. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with them? Sure. So um, I used to uh, I used to be a, a project manager for a software company and uh, got into real estate and um, eventually you know, picked up single family houses, um, did some flips, wholesales, things like that and got into really got the bug for apartments um but i didn't quite have very much experience and i know we'll get into this but um the summary is uh i ended up finding some great partners and mentors bought did a syndication bought a 40 unit apartment complex and then three months later got laid off from my full-time job uh, which really was a blessing in disguise uh not even that much disguise i was actually pretty excited about it and then just jumped right into to real estate full-time and figured if i can syndicate this while i'm working what can I do uh, when I'm full time? And so since then, uh, continue working with with my partners and uh, we're up to almost 700 units um, of ownership and under management, um, all with a lot of partners and, and, uh, and we're in multiple markets. And so now I'm, I'm an owner and my role on the team is asset manager. And so I run the business of our apartment complexes. Awesome. Now, a lot of folks have reached out to me uh, over the course of four years. MC, how do I get started? Uh, what do I do? Uh, how did you get started? What do, you know? Is there a roadmap? Is there a blueprint? What What do I do? And I can't think of a better person to interview uh, on this because I've seen this, you know, the, the first hand and I've seen Justin in operation and his story is quite incredible because I think what you'll find from him sharing his story is that there is a, there's a way to do this. There's a formula of how to go from where you are just getting started as a newbie in real estate to getting where Justin is right now, very successful uh, owner in, in multiple uh, projects, many, many units, um, part of a team. So th there's a way to do this. So if you don't mind walking uh, folks through this, because I think this is going to require a paradigm shift in how you think and how you see the world and also a mindset shift. Um, but besides that, I mean, besides the mindset, there's a lot of tactical stuff that you've done amazing uh, that I'm excited for you to share. Sure. So I'd love to to focus on the the area from after you've just just gotten started because there's a ton of resources online. Uh, I recommend, of course, you know, podcasts like this one, Bigger Pockets, um, YouTube. You know, there's there's so many good resources for like how do I get that first deal? How do I how do I run the numbers? All of that. Um, there's a ton of great resources. Personally, I started learning through Bigger Pockets um, and podcasts like yours, um, and and 
got an understanding of how to run the numbers and then went out and I had some cash and I bought a rental property. Um, and, and I just was like, didn't have all the answers, didn't know how to be a landlord, but had a book on how to be a landlord and just jumped, jumped in and, and figured, said I'd figure it out. Um, so there's a, there's a ton of information there, but I find a lot of people sort of get stuck in the, okay, maybe I've got two single families, maybe a duplex or something. Um, and then they start to look, look bigger and they want to try to scale up their operation. Um, and so that I think is, is where I can, can help people uh, a, a lot here. Um, and so I'll say that, you know, for me, I, I had um, a single family house on my own and that was basically my life savings that I'd put into that. Uh, I was 25 at the time. So, so I'd put everything I had saved into that house, bought it, rented it out. And, uh, and I was thrilled cause I was making like, I don't know, 300 bucks a month on it or something. And um, that really proved the concept of real estate to me, um, but I was out of money. And so um, I found a partner, a business partner and here in, in New Jersey and he had some cash. Um, so we went and we bought um, two more rental properties. Um, turned out we actually didn't need that partner's cash because we learned how to do seller financing and uh, bring in some private loans. So from the first deal that, that I purchased, that first rental property, I have not put a significant, I've not had to put a significant amount of my own personal savings into deals unless I elect to do so like I do on some of our larger projects now. So I learned how to seller finance. Um, I learned how to do a private note and, and get borrow money from someone to flip a house or borrow money from someone for rent for rental property um, using the Burr strategy. Um, all things I learned through bigger pockets. Um, and um, I was really able to sort of practice these concepts and skills that I would need on the a larger level for apartments later on. Um, on a single family house that I bought for $50,000 or $60,000 uh, here in New Jersey, you can find not so much anymore, but you, you, we could a few years ago find some properties in that price range um, that would rent, not in great areas, but you know, you find some tenants and, and I always viewed what, after that first one, I viewed what I was doing as sort of practice for, for a larger scale. So how do I talk to someone about, investing in a, this flip that I'm doing? Or how do I explain to someone the concept of seller financing and get them on board? So I'm going to, and get them to trust me that I'm going to pay them. Um, or then bringing on an, a private mortgage for another property that I actually borrowed more than I purchased the property for. And how did I convince them that I needed that money for the renovations and other work and, and end up with no money into that property? So all those things that I, I did it wasn't really about making, you know, 150, 200 bucks a month on each of those properties. It was about the skills and experience that I was getting so that I could apply those in the future. And I didn't know exactly where I would apply those skills or I didn't know that I'd end up where I am now, but I knew that the more experience I had, the more uh, value I'd, I'd have and the more options I'd have as I chose uh, what I wanted to do in real estate. The 1% grow their business and investments every year regardless of the economy and marketplace and pay very little or no taxes legally. Besides having the right mindset, elite strategies and tactics, and the counsel of elite wealth advisors, coaches and mentors, they have access to opportunities that the rest of the population do not. If you're an accredited investor, we have a network that provides Cashflow Ninja listeners access to exclusive business and investment opportunities. To join our investors network, please apply at cashflowninjainvestorsnetwork.com. 
That's Cashflow Ninja InvestorsNetwork.com. And then you also built your network at that time, right? Going to meetings, yes. meetups, uh, RIAs, volunteering, which, you know, this is something that I've seen you do and, and folks in our network too that's just so, uh, I mean, this is something that I think is gold, right? To point out yeah. to folks of doing that because a lot of people would say, well, why would I do that? You know, because there's no determined outcome at the end, right? There's no carrot yeah. hanging in there for mm -hmm. you. A lot of unknowns, but the value that you provide in the groups that you're in is just something that I pick up every single time I spend some time with you. Yeah. So let's say you are just starting out in real estate, maybe a deal, maybe no deals. Um, and you've got local meetups in your area. You can find through meetup.com, through Bigger Pockets, Facebook. Um, there's all, all kinds of places. There's a lot of meetings right now. We, we have meeting. Chances are, from wherever you are right now, there's a meeting within a 20-minute drive in the next week or two. There's pretty much everywhere there's there's meetings. And so I, I found a few meetings, and, and there was one that, that I started going to uh, in my area that had a lot of people investing in the towns that I was investing in here in central New Jersey. And uh, I realized that as I would walk in the door to come to this meeting, there was there was always a table of like all the sort of big wigs that were sitting at in the back and they were all having dinner together before the meeting. And then on my way out, they were all together having drinks uh, after the meeting. And I, I kind of looked over and I'm like, how do I get invited to that table? Cause that's those, those are the guys that are like running the meetings that, that I know are doing that are speaking at the meetings. They're hanging out with the guests. I'm like, I want to figure out how to get invited to there. Not that I know anything that's going to happen. Just I, I want to be in that circle. Uh, so I started uh, by volunteering at the front check-in desk because uh, that's a job that nobody wants. You don't want to sit there while the meeting starts. You don't want to get there early and set up, run the computer system that's always breaking. I mean, that's that's sort of like the, the grunt job of, of the, the RIA meetings, but that's where I figured I could add value. And so that's that's where I started. And it's a volunteer, uh, but I, I'd show up early. I'd have the computer systems ready. I'd check everyone in. I'd log them in. And, and over time, uh, eventually, you get an invite. To, to go hang out after for drinks. Oh yeah, Justin, yeah, he's, he's here all the time. Come, come hang out with us, come chat a little bit. And um, so, so just gradually starting with that, just adding, for me, it's about adding value. How do I add value to someone that I wanna learn from or a group I wanna learn from or even just a group I'm getting value from? And right. so this networking meeting was giving me a lot of education. I was buying more, more houses learning how to do those things like seller financing. And so I'm like, what? Let's, let me give back a little bit. It's, it's an extra hour on my day, um, but it put me in the right circles. And uh, you have to have the right mindset too, because there, I don't know by spending that extra hour running check-in that that's going to equal $10 payoff later on or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like I'm not getting paid for that, right. but the, what it does is positions you in a relationship and, and as someone who, um, at least people think you might know what you're talking about because then I realized, oh, I actually get to talk to every single person that comes to that meeting when they're checking in. Yep. So I had my stack of business cards. I say, hey, how are you? I'm Justin. Here's what I'm looking for. And I'd make it like really quick because, you know, there'd be a line of people coming in. But at least then every single person I got maybe to hear a sentence or two from them and I got to touch every single person there. Uh, and so it's like this simple little thing, but like find a meeting that's, that's happening in your area and volunteer, volunteer to run the front, volunteer to stack chairs, volunteer to break things down or put out the snacks or whatever it is. 
um, and you'll find yourself in the right circles. And you became a person of value in that circle. So a lot of gold there. So listeners out there, don't go to the person running the meeting and say, is there anything that I can do for you? Oh, okay, there's nothing to do. And then you walk off. It's like, hey, let me do X, Y, and Z. Jump in, get involved, you know, start, you know, don't ask for permission to do something, get involved and figure out how can I make this meeting better? How can I help this person? And just jump right in. And the other thing that I then saw through Becoming a person of value, eventually you guys had a speaker in there, maybe you want to touch on this, and then that eventually ended up becoming a mentor and a business partner. Maybe you want to take us in that direction because that's something that's phenomenal too. So, you know, Matt Matt Faircloth uh, was actually running the meeting um, when when I first started. And so um, I was sitting in the back of the room, like one or two meetings in, and I'm like, you know, he's doing all kinds of stuff. And really, uh, I was like, that's that's someone I want to meet and talk to and learn from. And so, so then it was, how do I position myself of value? Like you said, and uh, I do want to touch on real quick, cause you said something that's so important, which is not to go up to someone and say, well, if you ever need anything, let me know. Um, cause now I get that a lot as well. Uh, and it's like, well, now you're putting work on me to figure out what you're good at and, and how I can fit you in. But if you approach me and say, Hey, I'm going to take over a check-in. So you don't have to do that. Just get me the login so I can run it. I'm like, oh, cool, here you go. Go go help me out with that. So by positioning yourself, telling them how you're going to solve their problem, identifying the problem, and then telling them how you're going to solve it without making work for that person mm-hmm. goes, a, goes a really long way. Um, so, yeah, so I, I saw that Matt was running this meeting, um, started to get to know him a little bit through networking and realized, yeah, hey, I want to I wanna hang out with that guy. I want to learn some more. I want to be um, – I didn't even know what, what I wanted. I just knew that I wanted to be around a little bit more. And so that was um, the, the idea there. And then eventually, after uh, maybe a year or so, um, Matt and I were, were, were talking and, and he, what, like the meeting was becoming a burden for him. Like it was just keeping up with running it and scheduling and everything. And so he we sat down and he said, look, I, I would love for you to take over this meeting for me and start running it. Um, that would be a good, a big favor to me. This is Matt saying that. And I said, oh, well, sure. Like I can, not only do I get to now run a meeting, but now kind of like you owe me one type thing. Like I'm doing you a favor by r- taking this off your plate. And so that really elevated the relationship. And, and then, you know, we, we started talking more and more and collaborating on the, the RIA, the networking meeting, reaching out. And then all of a sudden it was like, he saw what I was doing and I saw more of what he was doing. And, and a relationship over years just sort of evolved and grew. Uh, and now we're business partners. My friend Brian Page has created a cash flow machine generating over $100,000 in six months without owning any real estate. His system consists out of renting properties from property owners and renting them out on Airbnb. His system is so simplistic, it can be managed by virtual assistants and yet so effective and powerful that it predictably generates cash flow every month. Brian and I are hosting a webinar where he shares his system and how it generated over $100,000 in six months for him personally. You can access this life-changing webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. This is one of the greatest cash flow opportunities I've seen since I've started my podcast. Again, the URL is cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. That has been the quite amazing part to see. And now 
you're part of his team, you're a business partner with him and partners and deals. You yep. guys are doing a lot of projects together, TV shows on bigger pockets. Absolutely. All the I mean, and again, just think about it, right? Where this all starts. It it starts with taking action, becoming a person of value, and volunteering at a re desk, right? Jumping in. And now, I mean, what I what I basically want to want to wanted to emphasize is the reverse engineering this whole thing that there's now TV shows on bigger pockets and podcasts and all the speaking engagements at large national events and all this stuff. So folks see this, and then they're like, "Oh, I want to do how how do I do this? How do I?" And but the the thing it's it's like the iceberg right it's what's un- everybody sees the, the tip sticking out right. at the top right what's uh, what's underneath it is a lot of time a lot of energy and a lot of investment uh in and 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 being committed to to doing all these things and without like a good entrepreneur there's no there's no guaranteed result at the end absolutely so you're, gonna, you're gonna have to put in the time right yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, to be honest, I did that with, with a few other folks as well and a few other meetings and, yep. and helped out here and there. And, um, you know, eventually you figure out what works for you or where the opportunity is, but you don't know what that payoff is going to be. Um, but for me, my goal was uh, to get into real estate full time. I knew I wanted real estate to be my path. And so I knew that he would be someone that could help me get there. And that, that's really the only data I had. And I figured, okay, let, let me hang around a little bit and add some value and, and see where this thing goes. Right. Um, so then, so we had a relationship. Uh, we were, we were, had collaborated on the RIA and um, he, I actually then invited him back to speak at, at my meeting. And he spoke about a 50 unit property that he had just acquired and was talking through all the steps. And I, I sitting there, I was listening and I thought, man, I think I, I could do that. You know, I, I can't do all of it, but I could do most of that. I'm, I'm a project manager. I'm an organized person. I manage people and budgets and timelines and schedules. And so about a week later, I, I went into to his office and I said, look, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do what you did. I'm going to go find a, a 50 unit property. Um, even though I only have three rental properties right now, I'm going to go find a rental, pro, uh, a 50 unit. Um, but I need help because I don't have credibility. I don't have uh, experience in, in a property that large. I don't really know how to run a property that large, but I know that I can go find a property and put put the work in to, to get it. And so uh, we negotiated and then I said, basically, I need you to mentor me, give you give me some credibility. I'll raise all the money. I'll sign on the loans. I'll do all, all that. I just need someone to answer my phone and give me some guidance and then also help me get in the door. Because I was finding that you know brokers for apartment complexes didn't want to talk to me with my three units. But, but we, our partnership with, with hundreds of units, even though it was 99% his and, and 1% mine, I got in the door. And right. so I really, I had to do that. I had done an assessment and figured out what I had, which was time, drive, uh, ability, uh, but I didn't have credibility. Um, and, and so that's, that's what I needed to, to put the, the package together. And so he was on board. And then I went and it's a gross simplification, but I went and did it. And that's, that's really it, right? It took me a year, but I went and did it. And I found the deal and I went to all the markets I had to go to. And I took all my vacation days off of work and I, I drove and I met and I, I drove and I met and I walked property and I underwrote and I offered and I offered and I offered and eventually a deal hit. And, and then I raised the money. And I underwrote the deal. I raised the money. I closed on it and I did all the steps. And, you know, Matt was a huge part in that, um, giving me the confidence, giving me the credibility, getting me in the door. But 
it was mutually beneficial as well. Again, adding yeah. value, same, same principle as adding value by running that check-in desk. I'm bringing him an opportunity where I'm making it fairly light load. Uh, I need, we talked about an hour a week about this. Uh, we, he, he underwrote my number. He, he reviewed my numbers that I did the work on. Uh, and he gave me some guidance and support and, and credibility. And so, uh, I, I tried to make it as, as easy for him understanding he's a busy guy and all that and, uh, but still adding value. And so now he's a, a partner in that project and, um, you know, he got a, a nice piece of my piece and, and that's, that's the way it goes. And again, I even viewed that property as, uh, another sort of test case. The way I viewed my single families is let me go through the process here. I'm not going to get rich off of this first deal, but the mindset by that point when I'd realized I wanted to get into multifamily was that, okay, that's just the first, the first of many more properties. So if I can get one under my belt, if I can raise the money, if I can go through the process with the attorneys and the closing and all the headaches and late nights and get through it, now I have experience and credibility and can go do bigger things. One thing that I just want to uh, emphasize again is the win-win relationship that's there and the mutual value on both sides of it, right? Um, so I think you've, 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 just, you've shared it really, really well. Um, but just remember that, that it's not, hey, be my mentor. Okay, what now? That's, that's not. not how this works. <laughs> no, because I'll, I'll tell you, and, and now I know, a lot of people call and a lot of people say, hey, hey, mentor me uh, to him, I'm sure to you, to, to a lot yep. of folks that are successful. And that, that's a time commitment for you and, yep. and nothing else. And uh, you have to be careful about where and who you're spending your time with. And then also, if, if you're putting your credibility and reputation on the line with someone, you have to have yep. a relationship. And you have to, you know, I, there's very few instances I can think of without paying $30,000 that you can call someone and say, hey, mentor me. Uh, and they're going to do it these days. You know, everyone has to protect their brand, their reputation. Um, so you, you have to take the slow route, which I think I did. And I think I still did it pretty quickly, but it has to be deliberate and has to take take time and many touch points. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay many thousands of dollars for it. MC Lobshire, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Yep. There's no shortcuts, right? There's no, the, the, the whole process of what you went through still uh, eliminate, eliminated all of the bad decisions and bad mistakes of, let's just say, another 10 to 15 years of, of, of working, let's just say, with a mentor, but it was still not a shortcut. It's very right. slow, it's very precise, and it's very intentional. There's a lot of in, in, intentionality to it. We're recording this at a time where the majority of the world is under quarantine, right? With this virus that's out there, there are going to be people that are intentional about their goals and they're going to study, read books, learn skills. Um, you know, I, I use the example of there's folks right now that are going to learn real estate underwriting basically in, in this month or so that, you know, we don't know how long this is going to end, but yeah. they're going to use their time wisely and spend it wisely, connecting with loved ones and investing in themselves as the asset and uh, focusing on their goals. And then there's other folks that, you know, are going to, 
you know, <laughs> binge watch as many TV shows as they can on, uh, on Netflix. That in the end is the difference between all of this. It's yeah. it's really not rocket science. It's just how you spend your time and the intentionality that you live in. And now that you guys have heard Justin's story, there is a blueprint for this. And he is one of the greatest examples that I can think of personally of someone that has done this. So I'm. Uh, it's awesome that you, yeah. you're you able to share that. I can give you one more because yeah. the, the story doesn't quite end there because yeah. so we close on that property. Um, great. Pop some champagne and everything. Great. Now, now I've got to get to work on running the property. And three months into that uh, is when I got laid off from my job. And uh, I had a real inflection point there of, of okay, do I, do I go? The, my very first instinct was like, Indeed, job searching, like go find another job because I've got kids, I got a mortgage, I got payments, you know, and it's like terrifying to to leave that comfort. But actually, my wife really pushed me and said, you know, this is your passion, this is what you want to do. You set yourself up, you can go do so much more. And so I was uh, hanging around uh, Matt's office. You know, we were working on something, and and he was talking about a challenge that he was having at at a property in North Carolina. This is a 198 unit complex that that he has, and um, I was not on the team in any formal capacity, but we were we were talking and, and talking about some ideas for one of the challenges that he sat he had, and he said, you know, I'm I'm going to drive down there in the next few weeks. Um, why don't we th- swing through your property in Virginia and we'll go down to North Carolina. You can check it out. And so again, another opportunity here for me to show and add add value. We get to North Carolina. He had things that he needed to do. I I went and started negotiating with with this contractor on his behalf. You know, he I knew he needed X, Y, and Z, and the the contractor was trying to hit with change orders and everything. And I'm like, I can handle this guy. You go talk to the PM about that other thing you need to do. And very quickly, he's like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, I can have you be part of the team, adding value. And that very quickly then sort of everything sort of converged where I needed something to do full time and he needed someone to run the the business of these apartment complexes. Not that he's not involved, but there's, we call it asset management. And that's the person that's responsible for, for running the complex, managing the managers, executing the business plan. And so uh, directing construction funds, very important as well. And so uh, it really like just the way everything lined up, it was a perfect storm. And so we left, we're driving back from North Carolina and and we talked about like, how, how can I get involved? And so now within like two months from that trip, I'm a partner in that uh, asset manager running, co- talking to contractors, running the management. And then we, we almost immediately buy two more properties in, in Kentucky. And so I went from my three to 40 to now this 200 unit to now another 360 in Kentucky on top of that all within less than a year and and the the growth has been explosive but it all comes from that same mentality of sure I'll come on the trip with you I don't know where and how I'm going to add value but I'll be there I'll be present let me see what I can do and and it worked again it's uh yep it and it and it just keeps on evolving right and more opportunities arrive because again you became a person of value and you continue to add value so a lot of gold there you mentioned Asset management and the business of asset management, if we want to dive into that and switch gears here a little bit, which is so important. And maybe you can share some of the just basically the structural framework of this for success for that, because we've seen a lot of folks talk about underwriting, acquisition, raising capital, closing. There's so much content out there on that. The most important 
part of the business is this. This is actually where the money's being made. Maybe you could I share that more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, how often you know we we hear podcasts and shows, and and um, a lot of people will give that success story. Like I sort of joked about before, pop the champagne when you close. That that is um, really you. You've just bought yourself a job, and you're just getting into it when you close. Uh, now you have, in our case, with syndication investors that we're responsible for. Uh, we have to protect their investment. We now have tenants that we're responsible for. Uh, we have staff. So on our larger properties, we have maintenance staff, we have leasing staff. So there are people whose livelihoods depend on these businesses that we are buying and running. And, you know, they are apartment complexes, but they are businesses uh, first. And so there's, there's income and expenses, there's profit and there's loss. There's business plans that have to be made. And so an underwriter can put a plan together but you have to actually go out and execute that plan. And so that's what the asset manager does. Um, I like to, to write, well, I, I write my business plans as well um, and, and collaborate with, with uh, the person who does our underwriting. And, you know, they'll, they'll be an expert in like market rents and, you know, uh, all the sort of the back end you know, lending terms and all that. that. That's great. They can, they can handle that. But when it comes to the practicality of it, you know, if I see a business plan that says, okay, we're going to come in and renovate all the units in the first six months. I'm like that, that's not practical, right? That looks great on paper, but there's no way I can turn 20 units a month because there's just a manpower limit, limitation and, and money limitations. And even if we're well-funded with a construction draw, well, construction draws sometimes take a month or more. And, and then you have inspections and then you have all these unknowns. And so it's like bringing the, the real life application to the underwriting and to the business plan um, and being responsible for, uh, you know, there's data, there's KPIs that we, we monitor every every week and every month. So, of course, starting with like the property health, how occupied is this property? But then how much of that rent are we collecting? Because on a, you know, smaller property, one or two, four units, yeah, your rents, your tenants all probably pay on time uh, or or maybe they're a little late and you file eviction. But on an apartment complex, there's like, there's this whole scale of like, okay, we might have $15,000 outstanding by mid-month, or maybe we have $30,000 outstanding by mid-month, depending on the size of the property. And it's like, is that good or bad? And how does that compare to last month and previous months? And do I know that normally I can still collect rent from the 15th to the 25th? You know, if I file, if I have to file eviction, it's not as, as smooth and easy as on the, on the smaller side. So you have to sort of run this like a business and know we have collections, we have payables, uh, cash management is, is huge. Um, especially when you're dealing with construction. Uh, we are issuing, you know, purchase orders for our construction to control the flow of money leaving uh, because otherwise our property managers just want to spend, 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 which is great. But if I'm not expecting a $10,000 bill for the new HVACs that we just authorized and that bill comes in and I'm not prepared to pay it, then, then I've got a problem. Um, so managing cash as far as what's going out, what's coming back in, what's being submitted to the bank, what's being reimbursed. It's like there's money that we're owed and the money that we owe at all different stages. So it's really all of that sort of wrapped up into, I, I just summarize it as running the business of the apartment complex. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar 
presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. And it is a business. <laughs> and there's many, 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 many variables that come with that. And the human element brings interesting and very, very um, extraordinary stories because uh, we humans, we are an incredible species. Um, yes. You know, if <laughs> if there if there's any extraterrestrials landing, they're just going <laughs> to shake their heads and smile at us. Which is one of the pro another project that you're involved in, which I highly recommend folks check out, is a podcast where you actually share the truth about multifamily called True Multifamily. If you want to talk a little bit about this and share yeah, a little so bit more on it, really, it comes back to the fact that. You know, there's not, I don't, in my opinion, not enough content out there about running multifamily and, and a lot of um, people will go on a podcast and celebrate their victories as they should, but they sort of gloss over the, the hardships and the, the tough stuff that you have to go through uh, to get there. And so, so True Multifamily is a podcast that I created to tell stories, tell true stories about managing multifamily properties. So I've had property managers on there. I've had owners on there, operators, investors. Um, and it's all about just tell me a story about, you know, the contractor that ripped you off or how you took that extra room and turned it into revenue generating space or how we're adding value. Everyone obviously wants to add value to the, to the property. So how are we doing that in creative ways? Um, and they're all realistic, real, you know, based in reality stories that usually just happened. And, and so I'll, I'll have some people reach out and be like, Hey, this, this thing just happened. Can I come on the, on the show and, and share it with you? Like, yes, please. Thank you. Um, and you know, I, I try to keep it short and simple and we stay on topic on the one point and just really dig in on all the different aspects of, of multifamily. I do want to touch on one point that you just yep. mentioned, which is that it's a, a people business and above all the KPIs and, and all the data that we're looking at in construction funds, managing people is crucial to the success of yep. managing multifamily property. My site managers, my maintenance guys, my contractors, you know, I go to our properties every six to eight weeks or so. And my main goal is to continue to build relationships with the people on the ground. I have my contractor in North Carolina and I were just texting this morning, right? So, so we're on a very good relationship. He tells me what's going on, what's going on at the property, how you feeling, how, you know, what's, and it's just so important to have those relationships because we're managing property a plane right away. And so, especially now, uh, I can't go to my property tomorrow without incurring a, a huge financial expense. So I have to rely on the relationships with the people that are taking care of my property, both managers and contractors and anyone that's there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I would highly recommend you check out the podcast to multifamily great stories. You know, any conferences, you basically hang around some multifamily folks, their stories ranging from, you know, everyone knows that, hey, guess what tenants might not pay rent not just late ever, uh, evictions, <laughs> right? Uh, people damaging property, but there's there, I mean, you own and you, you've been in this business for a while, then all of a sudden, you know, you're getting stuff from, you know, SWAT teams basically staking out because there's people selling drugs in apartments to, depending on which apartments you rent, uh, having, uh, you know, having to remove a, a large reptiles out of it, right? So there's all some... <laughs> all of that has happened um, that, uh, you know, 
Absolutely. And, and by the way, you can hire a SWAT team to come out to your property. And I know that from experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I've observed from wealthy and successful folks is that they're always studying uh, new uh, subjects and, and learning things. What are you currently studying and learning? Right now, I'm trying to learn um, efficient business operations from, from some of the best. So, so traction is like my Bible right now. Um, and I'm really trying to maximize the time and energy that I'm putting into this business because of the explosive growth that we've had. We started with just like spreadsheets and, and now uh, we're, we're sort of gearing up and planning to make many, many more acquisitions here in the next 12 months. And so we want to be prepared and be able to take on new, new properties. So I'm, I'm really focusing on scaling the efficiency of the operations uh, of, of our properties because I shouldn't have to bring on a dozen more people. I'd like to eventually, but I should be able to do more with the time that I have. And so that's where I'm trying to study and make sure that we have standard operating procedures and, and we're, we're working in a very, very smart way. Absolutely. Gino Wickman from Traction, I would highly recommend that book. Uh, now, a core message in our show is to leave our families communities and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset values and principles to future generations not just money so if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success what would they be that's such a great question and you know i i was a uh, an eagle scout a boy scout and eagle scout and uh one of the core principles there is to help other people at all times and uh, that's something that i think about a lot and so if i'm I always think I could be doing more, honestly, and, and sometimes I get caught up with family life and all that. But in any sort of situation, if I can help you grow your business or, or your podcast or your show, or if I can add value to a conversation, like it, it doesn't have to be some grand thing where I'm dedicating, you know, thousands of hours of community service, but just in, in sort of everyday interactions, if I can help help other people, um, then I feel like that not only puts good out into the world, but honestly, usually results in something positive coming back my way as well. Number two is my family. You know, that's uh, absolutely so important for me and is the reason I'm, I'm in doing what I'm doing. Um, and to be honest, lately, uh, struggling a little bit and trying to figure out balance and, and figuring out where, how much time am I putting in building? And, and that requires a lot of times travel and being away from the family and, uh, and then trying to balance that being at home and shutting off. And it's so easy to get caught up in, in daily distractions and those Slack notifications going off and, and all that. It's like, so that's something that, you know, it's so important to me. And I had a realization a few months ago that I, I've always said it's so important, but then I'm distracted when I'm playing with my kids or, or answering my phone. And so um, a big push for me lately has been to really stay intentional and stay focused when I am with the kids and, and turn it all off um, and really just, just focus on growing the family, the bonds that I have with, with my two boys and, and my wife as well, and, and just keep, keep that going. And the third key principle I think is so important is, is your network. Um, and obviously that was a, a common flow through, through the talk here today, but um, having that a strong network of people that uh, not only can you help, but can help pull you up as well. And, and surrounding, surrounding myself with the people that are doing what I want to be doing or, or that I can learn from and in building relationships is, is absolutely critical to, to what I want to do personally and professionally. Absolutely. Justin, where, where can uh, folks learn more about you? Where can they find follow you and where can they stay informed of 
all of the many projects that you're involved in and where can they check out your amazing podcast? So True Multifamily, that's that's the best way to reach me. So we have a, a website, truemultifamily.show. You can reach out there. There's a contact form. If you want to uh, be on the show, if you want to uh, hear about our projects, uh, potentially invest with us, that's all uh, up on, on the, the website there. True Multifamily is on Apple, Spotify, Google, all the, the major podcast platforms uh, and that's that's where you want to reach out to me and I'd be happy to to chat. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and uh, providing so much value for my listeners. This is a, a fantastic episode from taking you from where you are today to getting you to where you want to be. So I would re-listen to this and, and take some notes. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much again. Thanks for having me. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.